his thoughts on downtown Battle Mountain too. I was more interested in showing off than writing a coherent song. Oh, but he made coherent songs. Has that reaction? <laughs> 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 this is real right. talk. What's up, everyone? What's this is the Timo. Who's typing? <laughs> oh, okay. wow, wow, let, huh? the, let the yeah, man type. Yeah. The man can type. Yeah, you can type. I guess makes the sound a uh, fancy. Like we're typing stuff. Like we're researching. We're answering emails. <laughs> I mean, that is how we got this thing all going. Uh, anyways, this is the Demo Team Podcast. We're here with Dr. Acula, and um, we also have Edward Hire with us helping us out. So, Dr. Acula, guys, why don't y'all uh, go around and give us an introduction real quick? Well, I'm Bill. Bill I play you? guitar. There we I go. touch a guitar from time to time. All right. <laughs> I'm Rob, and I uh, play bass. Sick. Right. And I'm Lou. I'm Lou, and I play guitar. Very right nice. So how did so, this all begin? Where did this all start? Uh, started, uh, we were all going to community college, and not all of us really knew each other, and we all just kind of gravitated towards each other. Like, we knew each other from shows, and, uh, yeah, we kind of just – started cutting class together and started the band and here we are i've known right. lou i've known lou since like middle school so that's how i, I know lou. lou yeah yeah it was so, like the odd bird i think like i met you guys last out of the whole crew because i was yeah. uh i was from a different high school yeah i wasn't in college with you guys either i was i was stupid and got held back so I wasn't here just, yet. I don't, you just, I, don't, I don't think you miss much schooling, though, considering yeah. we were just cutting <laughs> class to start this stupid thing. I mean, like, this had, was all happening in Long Island around, like, 2005? Yep. So, like, yeah, did you guys... Awesome. So, did you guys have, like, bands prior to that that you guys played in and then towards like <laughs> gravitated towards each other because those bands sucked and Dr. Acula was live? Um... I played uh, in a band with Bert before, like uh, before we did this, but that didn't last at all. Uh, but, did you guys have a name? Did you guys have a name for that band? Uh, it was called "What Happens in Vegas Stays in Vegas," but we never that's really pretty, put anything out. That's a, still an awesome name, though. Awesome. Yeah, I mean it's 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 got catchiness. It's got staying power. I mean, I, I think someone should use that. Like, if they haven't used it yet, yeah, somebody go ahead and I, take it. <laughs> I'm kind of curious, honestly. I'm gonna look that up real quick. There was <laughs> at least gone. one. There was at least one very good Vegas song that I can still pretty much remember that I kind of want to just rip off for Doctor Echo one day, but I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, 
we, we'll edit that out. We'll just, uh, that never happened. And then when it comes out, we'll just be like, wow. <laughs> so, Sorry. yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Like, go ahead. Completely. I, I remember getting the call from this band before to be in this band when I was working at Wendy's. And I got an emergency. I thought it was an emergency phone call because no one ever calls your job unless it's an emergency. And I got a call and it was just like, hey, do you want to play guitar in a band? And I was like, seriously? Like, this is what you're calling me about now? And that's pretty much how I became a part of it. So, all right. Sure. Wendy's scene cred for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Basically, so you guys got started. It was a community college, 2005. This was just about when MySpace was like hitting off, and like anybody, like there was no algorithms to like slow people down. It was just like if your song caught attention, it would get attention. So you guys, like, what was your first song that you guys like uploaded, and then like kind of like made it seem like this is real, like this could be something. Oof, the first song. I think didn't we upload trilogy? I think it was the whole, whole thing. I think <laughs> it was the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I remember we uploaded trilogy. Which wait, was it trilogy or was the Goosebumps books not called trilogy? Am I forgetting? <laughs> I don't. I don't think it was called trilogy when we first uploaded it. I think we just called it like demo or something. Yeah, but yeah. what I do remember was. Like Facebook gave us metric or Facebook, MySpace gave us metrics, which was the first time I think any of us had seen like a graph. And <laughs> it was like it was wild. Like we like people in Germany were listening to it, and like like people across the globe, and we were like, how? Like, how did they find it? Like, <laughs> like it doesn't make sense that like somebody just randomly stumbled upon it. And it wasn't like one or two, it was like a few dozen in these countries yeah yeah no i feel that like when we first started i was like how are people in romania like listening to us <laughs> things get out yeah. it's weird uh, internet's a scary place i mean people on the internet listen to us so <laughs> it must be <laughs> i mean i think i think we all like have benefited from the power of like the randomness of the internet and like sure. so I think like starting out, like when you guys like first like came onto my radar, because like I, I'm old enough to have had a MySpace. Um, I think like because like deathcore, grindcore bands using like audio clips and music was kind of like staple back then. But I believe I always mix them up. It's either Shocker on Shock Street or Clock of Doom. One of those. Anyway, it's the one with uh freaking uh. They live quote, uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, come here to chew bubblegum, kick ass. And I remember just hearing that, and I was just like, What the fuck? Like, I know that movie, and then just comedy and just like kind of like intrinsic lyrics that were kind of just like commentary on like the scene and how aggressive like pit culture was back then. So, I guess my question, like go in that direction like you guys like you had the tropes but you also had like the like intelligence to like kind of like laugh at yourself and have a sense of humor about it which i think kind of gives you guys your staying power 
Sorry if it's rambling. <laughs> no, that's thank you. That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> this the sample you're speaking of is from a uh, from piano lessons and shot like the uh, the outline of Shocker is what you're speaking of at the same time. So it's two different songs, but it was it was just fun to write about, just to poke fun at things that we thought were funny at the time. So you know, like. The brown and green shorts, like that was what everyone was wearing. So it was just fun to poke fun at things like that we just observed over the years. Oh yeah. And I think like pit culture dudes, like the bros, like like definitely like maybe not so much today. Like I'm sure there's definitely a hardcore culture. It's a little more I think as time goes on, we all get a little softer. But I remember like early two thousands, like dudes would be fighting, like it was like we need to brawl at this show and it's just oh, like absolutely yeah and like people would be hating on bands and it's just like man this this shit is like very egocentric and it's kind of silly so, so kudos to you guys for poking fun at that yeah, yeah I mean, that probably came about because we were the target of that kind of stuff like we were definitely one of those bands to be hated on especially with the way our music sounded and i think the goal with shocker was to get them was to write something heavy that they'd want to like beat people up to but also make fun of them while they were doing it <laughs> and uh it, it worked and it was pretty satisfying to watch to be honest with you mm-hmm. definitely i feel that dude like we've had like a couple guests like uh we had Derek bloom from first to last on like aaron uh-huh. rothy like they would all talk about like there are pit crews out there, people that take this shit way too seriously and like beat people up and have razor blades on their like freaking like jackets and shit. It's just like it's a little ballsy, but yeah, it is. It is like it. It was especially at the time. It was funny because I, I mean, we all like the joke and have fun, and like you see these people taking that so seriously as like their identity, and it's like, uh, like you're not. A gang, like you're not. Like, this isn't real. Like you're just going to a show, man. Uh, and we were, we were actually in a crew. We were called the Best Friends Club, and we had yeah. Down <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't like that either. I mean, yeah, we were BFC. Yeah, that pissed off a lot of people. For some reason, <laughs> like that's not yeah. fair. You can't be friends. Like <laughs> it's like I want to be friends. Like yeah. that's all. That's all I want to do. Yeah, I can recall uh, we had Heavy Heavy Lolo on and they said the exact same thing. Like people would just like like take the music way too personally and like it's like, bro, you know I'm singing these lyrics, like these but this is a song, this is music, like I'm not saying this to you, I'm not saying fuck you, I'm just like well, I'm trying to make a living up here. Well, yeah, we, that's well, we were quite literally, literally, <laughs> quite literally saying, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> torch down your fucking club tonight. <laughs> we played with them at the at a VFW hall here in uh, uh, Center Reach, New York. That was that was pretty cool. They're a good band. Oh, yeah. Real, like, like, they, I think, like, you guys and, like, the Mathcore community, I don't think you guys had, like, the proper... Like you guys definitely had the attention, you had the streams, you had the plays. Um, but I feel like Mathcore and like Deathcore have found like a new community. Like there's more appreciation for it because like you got Lauren Ashore like blowing up, blowing up. You got yeah. freaking uh, CU Space Cowboy like who's kind of yes. like ingratiated into those scenes, and it's just like 
like it's good to see because like you guys did not like you know it's like you see all these bands are playing with lincoln park and like him or you know my chemical romance and it's just like deathcore didn't have like a hero back then and now it's like you guys got all these legends and then you got like modern acts and it's just like it's a good time to be y'all It seems like in the yeah, last like, two think, years uh, ago. Okay, Luke. Okay, Bill. No, 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 no. You. Go. Oh, all right. Huh? I'm just going It seems in the last like few years, a so, uh, few years or so, a lot of bands have like come back to like that. Like you really like needed them to come back, and like we kind of just hopped on the coattails of that, and it's it just seems like it's the right time to be doing this as a the five, six of us that we are now, you know, mm-hmm. that it just felt like the right time to like, you know, like why the hell not? Like, let's give it another shot kind of thing. You know, yeah. Do you guys feel that when I, you had your reunion back in 2016, or is that just a recent thing? The reunion in 20, I think it was 2015 or 20, yeah. whatever year it was. It was like, that was weird. A little bit. Yeah. It was, it was like, we, we did it for our buddy. He had a venue in Long Island and uh, it was closing down and like he really wanted us to do it to like pl- play out one of the last shows. And we're like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. But like nothing was like really serious. And I think all of us in like our lives, we were just at different points. Um, yeah. Like none of us were thinking about like, should we do this again? Or do we even want to like play together and, you know, any of that? Um, but then the 2019 reunion is what like really sparked that because it just I don't know for me it felt a little different like we were doing it back on like home turf at like the venue that we cut our teeth at it was two nights um like two incredible nights yeah two incredible nights like we got like kids traveled like thousands of miles come see us we uh, we also like got access back to some of our socials or one of our socials the main one and um it just like felt like it was a thing versus just like oh let's just play a show and it'll be fun and then we'll go on with our lives like we all kind mm-hmm. of felt like yeah we're we got some something else to say so like let's let's do this super sick i agree i agree because i mean I watched your guys' reunion show, like, uh, one you did in 2019, I believe. You had the chick at the end to come and, like, do, like, you guys just going out. But, um, like, the energy, high energy, like, you guys still got the chops and shit. So, it's, like, it's good that you guys are back. Like, as a fan, and it's just a person who, like, appreciates that deathcore, like, needs to come back. Like, party grind needs to come back. And just, like, just like you guys, and just like I set my friends on fire, like I think there needs to be presences in the community that don't like you guys obviously take it seriously enough to like release music and fall schedules and shit like that and show up to shows, but like, you know, kind of just like, you know, it's got to be a little lighthearted. Like, it can't all just be like death and gloom and depression, you know? I mean, we're literally named after Mitch Hedberg jokes, so can only alleged, t- the legend take yourself himself. so seriously yeah <laughs> shout out to mitch hedberg dude that guy is amazing like his like you could put any <laughs> of his comedy specials on like that one he did for comedy central where like the first half hour he's like literally like trying to win the crowd over that wasn't with him and it's yeah. just like oh, yeah 
that dude was awesome. It's just like in the face of perseverance, he knocks on the wall and he's just like, I'm going to tell the guy on the other side to go around. (laughs) (laughs) Even a lot of the comics that I personally listen to today, they, they still reference him as like a God to them. So. Oh yeah. Like, I think he was like, Honestly, like, I mean, I, I'm not as big into comedy as I used to be. Like, I still, like, follow some dudes. But I think, like, the difference between him was, like, he still had that classic stand-up comedian thing where he just told jokes. And it's just, like, mm-hmm. doesn't matter how stupid or silly they were. It's, like, shit, that's funny. Mm-hmm. I get you. Does that kind of humor bring over to what you try and find samples for your music? Uh, I remember the uh, the end the closer of the social event of the year of the century had the one Spider Man quote from Family Guy. <laughs> yes. Do <laughs> uh, so you guys just find whatever is funny and you ramp that up in your music, or do you try and find something to associate with your lyrics that you're going on? Yeah, like what is the key to like getting a good sample? Honestly, like, would you say? I think it's just like whatever, whatever is funny or, you know, whatever we had in our head at the time. Like not all of the samples are funny, I guess. Like we have the good fellows sample and say cheese and die. And, you know, some, some of them are, you know, not just like comedy samples, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's just whatever is funny. Like, you know, I mean, you see, we got like Anchorman samples and, you know, that was the movie that was like, around back then so it's it's really just like kind of whatever was hot at the time when we picked it whatever was in our heads like dang cook <laughs> yeah yeah great great example yeah 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 because i mean i he like at the time like you guys were starting out like people may not remember this but dang cook was a huge deal oh, on my space i even remember yeah. that i'm like 10 years younger than ryan like <laughs> like that dude made it like just like you guys made a music career out of MySpace. That dude made himself like a Hollywood star for like five, six years in like mainstream mm-hmm. media. It's just like hella crazy. And it's just like like the lineup you guys have right now, this is the OG lineup, right? Like Slobology and just like yes. it's all it's all the OGs. So like that's like the kind of energy we need, man. Like people that know like how the system used to work and how it works now. And it's just like you guys have reached out to like not only us because I mean I think we ran into each other through like a MySpace like theme poll or something, but like you guys show love to like everybody like it's not just like like bands from back then. It's like you guys show love to original Skylet Drive like those guys are the homies. You guys are a homie. You guys are hella nice to just like fucking like offer your social medias to them and stuff like that. And it's just like. We need more of that energy. How do we how do we like can that and like get people to like be nice like Dr. Acula? I think part of it is I mean like we did a lot of internal discussions of like you know cuz you're in a band that has some whatever popularity on the internet or whatever like you got to think about like how you approach things and your internet presence if you will. And uh like when we first got go started back up we kind of wanted to be like absent from a lot of the conversations. Um, and especially recently, just seeing the reactions over the past like few months of us genuinely like interacting with whether it's a band or just a person 
Um, and just see, like the joy that brings us, like seeing people react to that and like that they still care, like people still give a fuck about us. Um, it's pretty cool. So it's like, it's pretty self-serving, but at the same time, it's like, that's what bands should be doing in this part of the scene or genre. Like we're not a huge band. Like we can talk to people like normal humans. Mm-hmm. Wait, you guys are just dudes? What? Yeah, we we're just dudes. <laughs> Who knew? Dudes being bros. The dudes standing dudes. in front of another dude. The dudes with no attitudes. And also, like, fucking past two years has been hell on everyone. Yeah. <laughs> just music yeah. or not, man. Like, yeah. if like having a conversation with a band you liked back in high school, like, makes your day. Like, let's fucking talk. Like. Like we're we're in the middle, not in the middle. We're there's this one kid who he like made a New Year's resolution to listen to one of our songs every day. So like every day we talk to him. We like do like nice. a little check in and like we're like yeah what's up? <laughs> like it's not for promotion or anything. Like it's just cool that we can have this connection with this kid we never met that is into our music, and uh, we yeah we get to build a relationship with them. Is he doing yeah. it like in order or like is he just is it just random? Oh, no, no, he, it's one, he's listening to Beer Pong Massacre every day. So he didn't even give himself <laughs> the catalog. He's just, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's just, he's torturing himself. Mark Fusco is the man. Oh, I feel sweet. bad. I feel bad for him, actually. Shout out. <laughs> you, you, you Determination just, is admirable, for sure. You just never know who you're going to cross paths with. And God forbid you ever need something from somebody, like, just... Just to know that people support each other is like, it's it's a good feeling, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come and also on. like Rob, what Rob was saying with you know like the past couple of years have been hell. I just feel like generally now it's sort of the default to be a dick on the internet. So being nice oh, on the internet is actually a cool change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I admire it. Like, seriously, like, it's so easy to be an asshole on the internet, and everybody takes the option to be an asshole on the internet. Even bands, even artists, it's like, it sucks when that happens, but, like, to take the time to be polite, kind, and, like, a decent human being, like, even with, like, a brand or years of, like, seeing, like, accomplishments and just being out there, like, to to be nice is, it's a lost art. Yeah, I mean, I think me and Ryan both try to, like, catch each other whenever we do where we're kind of acting like assholes online and i think that's really good that we do that honestly <laughs> we i think positive like trying to bring positivity to people is very important especially right now so how do you guys show that positive love over to some of the newer acts some of the ones that admire you for years and now they're in the scene bands like uh fall 50 feet that you were promoting last year with their album I don't want to keep taking the question, Bill or Luke. <laughs> I feel like I just talked a lot. I don't think I caught that question. Was it again? Uh, do you guys try and get that positivity towards other vibes? Is that why you are trying to promote new bands that are coming up? Because the OGs are here and all these bands that used to look up to them for years are finally rising up. So you're giving that kind of positivity of a chance, kind of like how fall 50 feet with their album last year. And uh, Rob was on the track with the, uh, what is it? Cell damage. 
Oh, totally. And I mean, I, I was really happy that we had the opportunity to even do that in the first place because, uh, like, you know, I mean, I just put myself in their shoes. Like, what would, you know, if a band that I grew up liking, you know, was interacting with us and like boosting us and, you know, a feature for us and everything like that, like, I'd be besides myself. So to even have the opportunity to be able to do that for somebody is a privilege. And I mean, not for nothing, these guys you know, stand on their own, you know, full 50 feet had that awesome video on hate five, six, their record is awesome. Like these guys don't need us, but we, we love to do it because I mean, we really love to see this music um, being appreciated again. Don't get me wrong. It was a dope ass album. I'm just happy that someone else from another band got on that because that shit is fire. Yeah. I was one, once we heard the album, I was like, you know, real happy with the decision to jump on that song. And I mean, like, even when we heard the song, I was like, oh, this song is sick. Like, we need to get on the song. Like, they offered it to us, and we were pumped as soon as we heard it. So, yeah, it's just very cool to be friends with those guys. Speaking of friends, you guys make a lot of good friends out there. Like, um, this one guy, uh, little guy, little creator on YouTube, uh, he's got signed to AEW at some small wrestling promotion, All Elite Wrestling. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, Danhausen. Danhausen's the man, dude. Like, I don't know how y'all fucking scored that, but that's fucking dope. Like, shout out to y'all. That is that is completely thanks to uh, Rob, our singer, um, <laughs> who is. I mean, we're all we are all fans, but Rob is probably the biggest wrestling fan out, out of all of us, and. Uh, Boys. He's oh, yeah. you know, he's like subbed to Dan Housen's Patreon and like reached out to him and brought us that beautiful, beautiful gift of an album album announcement that uh, I don't think we could have ever topped on our own. Oh yeah, yeah. And he out. was he was on that from you know from Ring of Honor. Like he was always like, "Oh, this guy Dan Housen's blowing up." I'm telling you, he's awesome. You gotta watch him. And yeah, Rob, Rob had eyes on that from the beginning. So, oh yeah, dude, it's Rob. It's it's hard to like you know like we're home like uh I don't know if you guys have heard of Kid Bandit like I'm homies with that dude on like on Instagram Facebook that dude's awesome he's trying to get signed to AEW and like just to see like some a wrestler before they get to like a main stage and just like you see that little spark in them and you're just like that's somebody that's gonna be somebody because yeah. they and just like Danhausen has that like without a doubt and like the fact that he's cool with y'all like that's that shit's dope man. Yeah, that that also like talks like speaks back to the whole like being nice on the internet thing like dan housen could have been like nah <laughs> like i'm not doing an album <laughs> promotion for you <laughs> he could be like no i'm doing my own thing like i have to worry about like i'm trying to sign to eight because at that time he wasn't i don't think he was even like he was still in contract with ring of honor so he could have been mm-hmm. like nah like i got my own shit going on but yeah. he did it out of the kindness of his heart because we reached out like so he's very nice very evil exactly <laughs> <laughs> so um let's see uh cash uh ed do you guys have any questions i don't want to hog- i don't want to hog our boys um kind of poking fun at the scene and that's kind of like been a thing that bands a handful of bands have done throughout the years in every genre and so i was kind of wondering are there any bands like i don't know like the vandals or like um what's his name frank zapp or anything like that that's influenced you in that way or or does it just all? Did it all just come on its own? I mean, uh, 
Zappa definitely was always kind of around for me. I mean, my dad was a huge Frank Zappa fan, so I kind of grew up with comedy and music. And we actually had, when we played North Carolina, <laughs> um, we played at this jazz club, and the owner of the club was watching us, and he came up to us after the set, and he's like, you guys like the Frank Zappa metal? And that was uh, that was a really cool compliment. That might be like yeah, one of the cool. coolest compliments we've ever gotten. That is a great compliment. But, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely Zappa for sure is, is probably like you know my biggest influence as far as like music not having to be serious. Like the music can be serious, but the theme doesn't have to be. All right, that's a great answer. Um, I mean, are there any other like influences that like we probably wouldn't expect from y'all or? I mean, I'm a big Aerosmith guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, that was awesome, that's the that was they're the reason I bought a guitar when I was 14 years old in the first place. So that's that's where this all started and, for me. Uh, so. Not Steven Tyler, the other guy, the the lead guitarist, um, Joe Keith Perry. Perry. Joe no, Perry. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking Rolling Stones. Okay. <laughs> Joe, uh, Joe, you know, Joe Perry's a beast, but like I. Uh, Aside from guitar, Steven Tyler is just a performer in his own. Like he, oh, for sure, dude. I've seen them so many times, and he's like 60, 70 something years old, and he's still doing like backflips. And it's a, it's just, it's always been like, like I've always just wanted to be, I just wanted to be them. Like in some aspect, if it's like thousands of people watching or like a couple hundred people watching, it still feels cool to just be like up on a stage, like feeling like, damn. I'm Aerosmith right now for like a few minutes. <laughs> like, I, mean, I remember when I like first started, like I, I loved Aerosmith too. And I was like tying bandanas onto my microphone and stuff like that. Like, dude, yeah. I, like it's That's great awesome. influence for sure. I think another, maybe not unexpected, <laughs> just different genre, but like Blink-182, man. Like, yes, I, I know. Yeah. yeah. Like, did, like when we were kids, like Mark, Tom, and Travis show came out. Oh, and dude, that that's... that live album had so much comedy. Like, it's a, great, that was a very formative album. Yeah, obviously. like, I mean, and obviously their studio albums were just <laughs> like uh, the the Mark... joke songs were fucking absurd. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't like, it Mark... be nice? to get a blowjob <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was cool to see like mark tom and travis like that record just show them live like just show them as you know like just show them as people just being people like just trying to be yeah. funny like it was just like it was cool to see them just acting like idiots on stage and it made it more like you know i'm not the most confident person in the, the world but it just made it feel like anything was possible at that point, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, re- I remember seeing, what was it? The Pop Disaster Tour. It was yes. them and Green Day. And uh, I think Newfound Glory and Saves the Day. And I think they switched back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. They, they switched back and forth. And the show I saw Green Day closed. And I like, I'm a huge Green Day fan. Early Green Day, I guess I should preface like Green Day Dookie was my first CD I ever like purchased with my own money. Classic. Um, but like purchasing money, yes. Yeah, with money, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like seeing Blink play before Green Day, like it ruined Green Day for me. Cause they were like they were taking themselves so fucking seriously. 
and Blink was just, like Blink had a like a twenty foot metal sign that lit on fire that just said fuck. Like it wasn't yeah. like <laughs> didn't say Blink One Eighty Two. It didn't like have anything to do with the band. It just said fuck, and it was on fire the entire time. And like and Green Day used to be kind of silly like that early on. I mean, yes, and yes. they got serious. Blink was yeah. like one of the first bands I've ever like gone. Like I, I remember my friend had gotten like his dad had gotten special tickets. We got backstage and stuff and we got to take like photos with Blink and stuff like that. And that was like the first time I get to meet like in a band that I actually like thoroughly enjoyed. And I just I, I'll never forget. I just remember like we were getting in for the photo and I was standing with Tom at the end. And like I had my stupid purple hair at the time and uh <laughs> He just like, you know, everyone, the camera guy was like, all right, everybody get in tight. And he's like, yeah, get in tight. And like, uh, Tom was like, yeah, get in tight. And he grabbed my ass as soon as he said that. And it was like the funniest <laughs> thing. I was like, I was, you know, like, I was like, this is fun. I was like, wow, this guy just grabbed my ass. I'm like, <laughs> like, I'll never, I'll never forget that. Like, he's one of, like, even with Angels and Airwaves, like, whatever he does, like, I, I will follow him. Without a doubt, like he's he's a he's a good musician, no matter what. Watch every Alien documentary, right? <laughs> yes. I think yeah. I I don't I like on this show we get a lot of appreciation. I think it's just because like we like a different age demographic, maybe. But like Blink One Eighty Two and Blinkin Park are probably like one of the two bands we hear the most. Like bands say they were influenced by. But I think like Blink One Eighty Two doesn't get as much like love on this show, and I'm really happy that you guys gave them love because I think they were hugely responsible for like post hardcore taking off, like it did because they kind of like they had the song emo. They their whole dynamic was always like contrasts, kind of like post hardcore. It was like their songs would be goofy and weird, but like the chords would be very sad, melancholic, but like poppy and happy at the same time. Mm -hmm. They always blended so much like, and like you guys said, like with their shows, live shows, it's like, they're important. I'm just trying to like, say that. I'm sorry if I rambled. <laughs> and like the riffage, honestly too, like mm -hmm. Tom, yeah, that's Tom's guitar playing. Like it's like simple, but it's like so important. Like the example is set for so many like, so many guitarists like i guess like exactly. i think we had an angles like, a couple weeks ago who were like from new jersey like your area um and they're like like an emo mathcore band but they're like yeah it's on the launch is like guitar like riffs influenced us so much so yeah i think um yeah i'm born the same day as tom delong he's born december 13th so same he's a good person <laughs> same year yeah i'm like i'm like 30 49 I don't know how long old Tom DeLong is, but he's timeless. I'll say okay. that. Yeah. Tom, Tom's an alien, so the yeah. age is different for him. Yeah. <laughs> Time perceives him differently. <laughs> so who came up with the Denny's logo? <laughs> That's very <laughs> recent, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Rob. That, that's all you, Rob. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. The whole like the whole meme of the the fest that uh, Modern Day Escape is trying to make happen in uh, Vegas was happening, and uh, I just did it. <laughs> it was just like, 
Lou and I were together and I was like, yeah, we should just make our logo the Denny's logo because that's very easy to do and very funny. Um, I, to those like unaware <laughs> of what what, what we're, we're chatting about, um, when we were young, festival was announced and it, it included like a lot of old school scene bands. Some were excluded, like I set my friends on fire who took it like kind of personally. Some, <laughs> some others, some others like uh, William, uh, good buddy, Modern Day Escape, they're, they're the homies. Like uh, they got the idea. Maybe we slap our band logo on with a bunch of other band logos, and it kind of like they themed it around like the whole "What the fuck is up, Denny's" kind of thing, and it like kind of took off and it's gotten a lot of attention. I don't know yeah. if they're. Uh, yeah, without a doubt, and um, I'm not sure if they're announcing anything, but it doesn't look like they're not not planning something. So I don't want to get yeah. you guys in trouble with any announcements or anything. But I, I mean, mean, the clues are there. <laughs> I just think I just think a huge kudos to those guys, both in I set my friends on fire, modern day escape, like just figuring out how to uh, not capitalize, but just make a statement with that stuff and get get some recognition mm -hmm. on like on their terms and it definitely influenced us and we're very happy that we've been able to uh play along at home definitely. if you will definitely. <laughs> yeah. you know like um and we've chatted with some of the guys like they're just they're all seem super nice and uh, yeah. I, I mean bill you toured with modern day escape so moderate mod I, I i don't know who's in the band still but i'm hoping it's most of the people that i remember but um, they were they were genuine dudes, man. Like they they um, honestly, I feel like out of all those bands that were like cool at the time, like uh, like they were cool around the times of like Escape the Fate and everything like that. And they were one of the up and coming bands like that that I don't think they got the recognition that they deserved. And um, I yeah, one hundred percent. They were definitely they definitely killed it. Like we, that tour we did was like, we were battling other tours, but it was definitely like, we still pulled in like a couple hundred people at a time, like each night, like throughout the entire run. And it was still, it was like, you know, like I said, they, they, they didn't get the recognition that they deserved. Without a doubt. Like, I think they kind of ran into similar problems. Maybe uh, Bill's a little more, uh, familiar with this due to his tenure but i think they had the same kind of thing you guys had with victory records where a record label kind of just like put a ball and chain around them and they kind of just had to sit in waiting for like years until like contracts ran out it makes like, no what you're saying makes sense but like uh i don't know like victory never did this like it wasn't like this big horror story for us so it was like more or less like you know it's a business. They run like a business. And if they see something that's, you know, picking up more than something than they already have, they're going to move towards that. Like, it's not like anything personal or anything like that. Like, yeah. it's not like we were fighting for stuff through them. Like they did, they did what they could for us. And like, they did us justice. And we did most, like we did a, like, just like always, like we did a lot on our own and we just, yeah. I think you guys, uh, you were with Victory for like a couple records. You were with Uprising. Was Uprising similar or was it like kind of like a different experience? 
Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> did, I, did I did I find the ball and chain? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, here we see Arkham. Somebody's making money off of all those streams that we have, and it's not us. So. Uh, what album is that? So I make sure not to listen to that album as much. I'll go. I'll, rip, I'll go rip that shit off. I'll, I'll make sure that, that the, the streams go to the ether of support. Brian's gonna start hanging out uh, floppy disk and CDs. And <laughs> That's floppy what you guys should. Floppy yeah, floppy disk. Disk. yeah. Flo- Doctor Af- yeah, Doctor Acula floppies, dude. Like I think that's the, the future. That's that. Yes. We want to bring. I know the floppy disk is where it's at. No, we want to bring back those hit tunes, like those little tiny MP3 players. That look like oh shit! Oh. Hit clips. Hit clips. Hit, hit clips. clips. Yeah, that's what we're Do bringing it. back. <laughs> bring that back and bring back the MP3 player that was a toothbrush. Yes. <laughs> Do it. Oh yeah. That was, what was that? Yeah, no, I remember that. That was like you can only hear it when you're like brushing your teeth, basically. I remember. <laughs> I mean, the majority of your songs are two minutes. Dude. It fit. Mark, yeah. mark my words. That's coming back. There's gonna, like Samsung is going to release the Sonic toothbrush that plays. Yeah. <laughs> it'll look really nice too. Probably. Really yeah, it'll sick. look sick. I'll buy it. Man, the two thousand yeah. time. <clears throat> Music toothbrushes. Technology. It's evolving rapidly in front of our eyes every day. <laughs> the clock ticks closer to midnight. <laughs> so, <laughs> except for Tom um, Malone. <laughs> yeah, time perceives him much, much, much differently. <laughs> it's very polite to him. It's Tom, like you know Tom, what, Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> yes, he's Tom, Tom's seen all this already. He doesn't. He knows what's coming next. It's not a surprise yeah. to him. Yeah. He's already he's, seen it. He, yeah, he's, not he's been on the spaceship. He's seen the future technology. He's like, why are we wasting our time with music toothbrushes? Come on, guys. There's music uh, Q-tips now. Like, let's go. Then, then he starts playing. Then he starts playing Grandpa, and then we're all better. <laughs> so yeah. let's see. Um, let's talk about egg monsters from Mars and how, like, you guys have kind of utilized like this OG lineup has always utilized like goosebumps titles. Like where's that come from? If RL Stein could stop listening right now, that'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) RL Stein, please press pause. You may leave now. You can come back, but we need like five, 10 minutes. Yeah. Put on some earmuffs. (laughs) All right. Earmuffs on. (laughs) Yeah. like it was it was what we did that was kind of our gimmick originally when we released the first demo and we actually um sold our original demo in goosebump books which we had a bunch of because we were all 90s kids and we just had a shitload of goosebumps like sitting in our parents houses so we sold pretty much all our old goosebumps books which i kind of wish we didn't now and uh (laughs) same yeah so uh yeah and then that kind of I guess it kind of just became like a signal in later records that, you know, that part of us was still kind of around, like below me, mm-hmm. we really just, you know, we used it for a couple of songs and then social event of the century. We got a little further from it. Um, yeah. Did we have any goosebump titles on social event of the century? I can't even remember off the top of my head right now. No, that yeah. was, yeah. that was our, that was our big statement that we were no longer using 
Goosebumps about your titles. Right. No, instead we're asking finally, about dick measuring parties. <laughs> yeah, so we felt like, like that was like... Shit. Yeah, we felt like uh, calling the new one a Goosebump book was probably a, a good signal uh, without saying it, that we were returning to the old ways. So that was that was our thinking with this one. While we're on the subject of that, which one's your favorite Goosebumps book? that i want to say 2019 right before 2020 and uh what was it like like did you guys like record that in-house did you guys just like pass around like a demo and everybody added their stuff like how did that come to like apart as an independent like doing it yourself type fan all right, well, to answer the first question, Stay Out of the Basement was my favorite. Book. It, was also the first one. it was also the first one that I ever read, so that, that stuck with me, but yeah. Do you want to answer the second question? What was the second question? Because I was trying to answer the first one. Wow. 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 <laughs> he, was he was typing. Egg, egg Monsters from Mars. What was it like recording that? did uh oh yeah you guys passed that around like you guys did that diy right like that was all like just y'all right yeah egg monsters we recorded it with our friends um at our friend's studio we did it basically in one day um mm -hmm. and we really kind of rushed writing the song like in in the room pretty much just so we had something to show before uh before we played those um those comeback shows um and i think it was like kind of a way to really unite us too it was like let's write a song like let's let's write a song let's put a song out and you know be dr Acula again so that was uh yeah that song it was a little stressful at first because all of a sudden like shit how do we do this again but it, it came <laughs> together in the room pretty organically the way that it used to so that was it was a pretty cool feeling Yeah, it was a lot of, uh, hey, try this, hey, try this, hey, try this. And then uh, just like, go. Like, this it, kind of just fell, <laughs> it kind of just fell into place. Like, it was just like it was. That's why it kind of just like went with it, because it was just like how we used to. Like, it just felt normal at that point. Before the sure. end times yeah. were upon us. Right before the world is stops <laughs> i feel it i mean i it was like a it was a highlight for me when i first found it and that cover art's really awesome like who did that that's our guy dan he's uh he's, he's pretty much our guy at this point really talented artist and a uh, good agree. friend of ours and um yeah we got him working on the art for the for the full length and uh yeah, it's it's gonna be cool. He's really great, and he does comics too. Dan Boxer, you can look him up. Um, yeah, great, great work he does. Very sick. Um, Cash, Ed, did you guys have any questions? I don't want to ball hog. Hey, you can go if you want. So, when's the uh, Doctor Acula and Party Cannon tour happening? Well, I mean. Okay. Party cannon? Dr. Dracula on tour in general. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to see some shows in 2022. We're trying, man. Party we're trying. Yeah, we're, we're working on shows. I don't want to say tour. You know, yeah, but, yeah. 
shows. Yeah. Depends. We'll see. It's still, like it's still early. The year is still young, and we're very early in the planning stages of, of getting out of the area. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll hope for the best. We Keep your peepers peeped. Got to be able to. Yeah. Life moves on, man. Like everyone's got lives. Like everybody's got like day jobs. Everyone's, you know, um, we got we got to make ends meet outside the world of social media. It's all exactly. hard. Yeah, like we like we said, believe it or not, time though. This is like this is like when everyone's getting back out. And they want to go to concerts right now. <laughs> yeah, got, got believe it or not, like niche niche grindcore really doesn't cover the cost of living on Long Island, so we do have to. <laughs> Do have to work a couple of hours a week. <laughs> Good Just to keep up with. Spotify pays really well, though, so it's you know, if we really hit a big one, we can all retire. <laughs> Spotify Everyone's looks out for its artists. You know, that's like oh, the yeah. biggest craze yeah. right now. <laughs> they're really they're doing well by their uh, the people that actually make their platform. And uprisings um, just yeah, get cut in those checks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I had like, you know, seven hundredths of a penny for every time somebody streamed egg monsters, you know, I could be retiring by the time I'm <laughs> three thousand. <laughs> I think that that I think we're hinting at something. Uh please go listen to Egg Monsters from Mars. <laughs> just put it just when you go to sleep at night, put it on your laptop in yeah. the other room. On repeat, you don't have to listen to it for real. Just let us keep going. Just keep racking. Wolf, wolf peck them. Just to help e- them sleepify. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Egg. Yeah. Egg. Exactly. Exactly. Launch your laptops and play all your favorite bands' albums on them on repeat. Put it on your phone. Put it <laughs> on your, your laptop. Put it on your like TV. every device. Your TV. <laughs> your other TV, if you have another one. Um. <laughs> Go get in your grandparents' computer and like just put something on loop on there. They'll never know. Get your hit clip and just put it on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> throw that in, sync, get hit clip out, and just throw this one in real quick. Doctor Acula's hidden on your microwave. <laughs> Streaming on your toothbrush. There you go. <laughs> We're looking out for you guys here, man. We want we want everybody streaming Egg Monsters from Mars. My favorite R.L. Stein book. I don't remember what it's about, but it's my favorite. <laughs> pretty Sean's yeah. title just says Egg it Monsters all. was Egg Monsters is pretty fucked up, I remember. That was a good yeah. book at the end. Was a good I think one. Tom DeLong wrote it. <laughs> it's about, yeah. it's uh, about aliens. R.L. Stein Ghostwriter, okay. Yeah. Not many people know that. That Tom DeLong is a ghostwriter for R.L. Stein. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I actually just looked up R.L. Stein to see if he was still alive, and he is. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. I hope, he, I hope yep. he's still wearing uh, earmuffs. Nice. He's old Pardon. enough for earplugs at this point, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think one of my favorites was either camp what was it camp spooky camp scary that one or beast from the east that one was dope cash ed do you guys have a favorite goosebumps um i was very bad at reading until like i don't know like <laughs> late middle school <laughs> like, i didn't read books and shit until like recently <laughs> come on reading everybody, is shops. 
Everybody likes Night of the Living Dummy, bro. I actually, like I, I did read that one actually. That one's yeah, dope. I was I was not a very good reader growing up until I don't know. I think I got out of college. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, you guys got Danhausen. You guys can get slappy to like promote your album, right? This is true. <laughs> Possible. Get Danhausen and Slappy in the same room. I mean, th- this is this is huge marketing right here. I mean, Danhausen in the new Goosebumps movie with Jack Black. I mean, I'd buy it with Doctor Acula on the soundtrack. I I I I'd brush my teeth to that. <laughs> Doctor Acula on the theme song, guys, and it's going to be Egg Monsters from Mars, no matter the title. Yes, please stream yeah. Egg Monsters from Mars for the love of God, please. <laughs> By the way, my favorite book was Monster Blood. Dude, that, that one was, was a sick. Good one. That, was a that really one actually one. legitimately yeah. scared me as a kid. Hell yeah. That was a good one. and Die was kind of fucked up, too. That was a pretty dark one. Yeah. R.L. Stein was just, like, manipulating kids' minds and, like, freaking them out at a very young age. And the TV show was freaky, too, because it had Canadian actors who couldn't act. It was just scary. True fear. I wish I could read for fun when I was a kid so I can be part of this conversation. <laughs> man what happened to accelerated reading wasn't that part of your school yeah it was part of mine i used to i used to read so many books and get so many points and shit i used to read like the biggest books that were worth the most points like uh stephen king's the stand like that book oh. was worth like it was like the size of a dictionary and the books are like, really good and i read it and i was like good for the year good times yeah. he finished great gatsby at some point I didn't. I didn't realize discussion on. You're cutting out. Brilliant musician. Oh, you were cutting out, Ryan. Was I? Oh, I was just saying we don't really talk about literature on the demo team podcast too much. So it just goes to show that these are brilliant artists. Yeah, they are literate artists. Literate. I like to think we're we're cultured. Reading goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> goosebumps books out. Like you're you're like the Dolly Parton of like grindcore. That's a good wild. That's that's uh, that takes over the best compliment we've ever gotten. Forget the Frank Zappa <laughs> one. We're the Dolly Parton of grindcore. Dolly Parton Parton core, yeah, dude. She uh gives out children's books to kids all over the world dolly parton is a queen she is she does she does a lot if only like if everyone could be like 10 percent of dolly parton maybe the world would be a better place dolly parton podcast sometime dolly parton dr acula wants to be the bridge and they want to like just talk to a collab (laughs) yeah dolly parton dr acula it works if you guys have Dolly on the podcast, I would love to come back. You, a- <laughs> any of you guys, one hundred percent. But yeah, you guys are always welcome back. And if we have a guest and we announce it, and you guys like, hey, can we jump on that? Like, you're welcome to like one hundred percent. We offer that to everyone that comes on. Like, you're always welcome back. Especially since y'all were the ones who suggested or bring Dolly Parton on, so it'd only be fair, right, to bring you on. For yeah. The, I'm OG sure. idea. I'm making that tweet later. <laughs> you are all right. Already I'm doing it. 
called if he wants to come on today. I want Aaron, I want Aaron Eckhart on the show, man. I want Two Face, Harvey be, Dent. Yeah, Harvey Dent. Yeah. Uh, how to? What was it? What was the smoking movie he was in, which was also a book that I didn't read? <laughs> Thank you for smoking. Thank you for that, smoking. <clears throat> yeah, that that movie's sick. That is great. It's movie. like the movie taught me how to talk. Like, yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt, but um, I feel like we're like rambling. Um, uh, I just wanted to—I uh, had—I did have one question because, like, you guys have experienced like a shit ton of like lineup changes, and I mean, thank God for Bill. But I mean, I for every band that like exists, like that's usually a problem that they go through. But like the fact that you guys have all like reunited and like put the past aside and just kind of like galvanized as like an OG unit. Like that's awesome. Like, do you guys have any advice for like bands that maybe are like on the fence, like in the rafters in the locker room that are like thinking of coming back and they don't know how to handle like that pressure. Stop taking things uh, so personal. I mean, <laughs> yeah, definitely don't take things personally. Leave your ego ego outside the room. I mean, egos were definitely the reason that a lot of lineup changes happened uh, throughout this band's history. Um, yeah, I mean, just talk to each other. You know, and like like as as obvious as that sounds, like definitely talk to each other and, and just don't have an ego about it. And if you have one particular band member that seems like he always wants to kick everybody out you should probably kick him out sound advice yeah <laughs> i'd yeah. say if you're a band like in the rafters thinking about doing it don't because that takes away from us so <laughs> don't don't your bandmates are still assholes you should not be friends with them do not make music with them and just promote Dr. Acula on your personal and maybe band page if you still have access to it. But please don't take away from, from our space. Thank you. <laughs> That's a great answer. <laughs> the <best> answer. <laughs> do, but if you do, don't. Yeah, just don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not fun. You don't get to like experience something cool in your mid to late 30s. It's not a, it's not a fun time. Just, just stop. It's not worth it. Yeah, but while you're ahead, get some help. <laughs> Keep your day job, literally. Just, just like cook dinner instead. It's the same thing. Your kids kid. already. <laughs> uh, that's low. <laughs> <laughs> you just like you, re- you literally just talked some dude out of that right there with that one. Just that one. <laughs> but um. I think like we definitely like we were skirting around literature, but like we mentioned uh, how you guys like movies. So like in the future with, you know, possible new album, possible new singles coming out. Can we expect to see maybe some classic movie clips, maybe some stuff that you guys are watching? Yeah. In this day and age, we were... I mean, like, we're, we were worried. Like, with a lot of these new songs, we were really worried about copyright takedowns and things like that. And we had actually even spoken to a lawyer about it before we got into it. And the lawyer was like, yeah, 
Because when we were younger, it's like, oh, the clip is under 10 seconds. It's totally illegal to take this. And the lawyer's like, yeah, that's not really true. And, yeah, it's not true. They, <laughs> they could still take stuff down. So we're like, all right, if we put a ton of movie samples in the songs, like, are we going to get them just taken down from YouTube or, you know, even, even the streaming platforms? Are they going to be forced to take them down? So it's it's definitely a much different world now than it was back then, and uh, mm-hmm. where you know we want to, but we we've definitely been kind of gun shy to really uh, include them as prominently as we used to. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, with the way, uh, yeah, with every like legality and all that, I think the only way you can get away with that type of stuff nowadays is it has to be less than seven seconds. It has to be transformed in a way, like maybe add reverb or like a, like a grainy effect, maybe put it through a flanger or a phaser or something, you know, just like, so it's different. Then you have like fair use on your side, but you guys could still run into problems. So it's like totally a normal thing to worry about in 2022. You should yeah. just do impressions of everything. <laughs> there you go. Well, to to do a little uh, history lesson, the we did that in the mid two thousands with the Terminator quote because we couldn't why? we couldn't <laughs> we couldn't get a quote that was the full why. So Lou just did it in the studio. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you can't just be going around telling people right. That's the one. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because I, uh, I think there's like three, four versions of that song, and I believe version one is the only one that has like Arnold saying it. It sounds about right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's if you guys want to go on streaming Slobology, <laughs> it's it's on there. I'm saying that right, right? Like Slobology or Slobology, Slob. Yeah, Slobology. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Very nice. Also, do remember that public domain exists, and as yeah. of recently, Night of the Living Dead from 1963 is fair use, so you can always use that, they're coming to get you, quote. Oh, that's where, smart. Where were you, you guys, like, classic. six months ago? We're here! We're here! We were here! We're here! To be fair, though, like, like to Lou's point, you know, we were a little gun-shy and, like, didn't want any smoke from big media companies it did force us to like make our own like so so we we did get to get a little uh creative with uh how we quote unquote replaced that element so instead of quotes you guys are bringing back skits (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not going full Danza, so don't expect that. But. <laughs> well, I would say I would not be a, like you know opposed if it were done in a live setting. I would be like, yes, <laughs> live is totally different because no one knows it happens happened unless you were there. Exactly, well, they got cameras now. You guys could end up blown up on TikTok for like re- nah. recreate recreating a scene from like a. Uh, Freaking Forrest Gump. Yeah. You do that thing where, like, if you come see us live, you have to put your phone in like a little pouch and can't record. <laughs> That'll teach you. Yeah. I mean, that's what the Fugees are doing right now. The Fugees? The Fugees, yeah. 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 Don't do it. They're crazy. 
kind of pissed. I was going to, I want to live stream. I want to go to that. I want to live stream. <laughs> they are crazy. Yeah. Um, but I think you should probably go for the classic movie thing. Just get a lot of like, uh, was it the mid Atlantic or accent in there? Is that what the, that was called? Where that old timey like accent they used to use, like in in movies, like golden age movies, like Wilhelm scream. It's not Wilhelm scream. It's called. There's a name for it. It's not mid Atlantic or it's like cross Atlantic accents, but it's like that's like oh transatlantic transatlantic accent. Yeah, you do that. Yeah, yeah mid Atlantic. No, you were right. It's a it's a mid Atlantic accent. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny you said that because. We were, I was, we, well, we were writing the intro uh, or what became the intro for this record. And my first idea was like, all right, public domain, I have to find like old quotes of shit. And my first thing was to use J. Robert Oppenheimer, I have become death destroyer of worlds. And then I realized slaughter to prevail, like just fucking used it like two months before that. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Like that was like, like my first go-to, I was like, "Oh, nobody's used that. That's sick." And then I saw it came out like two months before I used it. Oh shit! No, is Adam West Batman? Is that public domain yet? No, be- I don't believe so. Not quite that, yet. Uh, Disney and like Warner Brothers, uh, like a oh, lot yeah. of their stuff predates like copyright rules, but they have like they have created laws to control yeah. their properties. Like Mickey Whatever Mouse, they're reusing reusing it so they probably still have like treasure the copyrights on it yeah if you want to get into disney being the copyright fucking monster that's a whole different podcast it is insane what they do oh yeah they They, they, literally write the law yeah like they own like they don't own snow white they don't own like Beauty and the Beast. They don't own Sleeping Beauty, but they own the image that they right. presented. So if they ever anything ever looks like slightly like it, they can get you wet. I mean, that's the whole reason why there's a new Spider-Man every two years because Sony is just re-upping the fucking Spider-Man right. license. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because like, it's two years or four years or whatever it is. But if they don't act, and yeah. that's that specific contract, like if they don't produce a new entity, they have to give it up. Yeah. Yeah. Why we got that hey. Fantastic Four movie that that sucked, right? <laughs> yeah, Fox, Fox was just trying to like milk their yeah. fucking cash cow. But I mean, if they keep giving us movies like No Way Home, like go ahead, bro, make keep keep doing it. <laughs> that was a beautiful movie. Yeah, like if you want to manipulate my nostalgia, go for it, dude. I'm all about it. Like, I I miss feeling young. I think a lot of us do. I, I think that's just common for old. I miss my knees bending. Sorry, right? I still haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Fucking up, bro. I know. That's all right. I already, I already got spoiled for me, so I'm good. No, it, even with spoilers, dude, like it will not, like, <laughs> no, I got feeling. it. No, I'm going to see it for sure. Yeah, you better pump. I will. I just, now I'm worried I'm like a scene in theaters, though. Like, I don't think I'm going to see Dune in theaters now. I didn't see that either. I think Dune is definitely one of those movies. I didn't see it, but it seems like one of those movies to be more impressive on a big screen. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want. But I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna see it now because it's probably already out of theaters. I'll probably show it on theaters like from time to time. But maybe. What about you? What about you guys, Doctor Acula? Do you guys go to the theaters ever? Is that allowed? Dollar out right now. (laughs) I saw the last Spider Man. That was it. The only thing worth leaving the house for, really, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. 
no problem with that. That makes sense. I mean, Doctor Strange was in it. Like, who doesn't want to see Doctor Strange, like, stroke his beard? That's another one I'm waiting for. Oh, yeah. That'll get me That'll get me out of the house. It's like I love going to the theaters, but I, like, want to watch stuff in, like, leisure. I don't want to, like, do it in the middle of the day or, like, want to have to do shit, so that's the problem. <laughs> it's yeah. hard balancing. All right, so... I was going to say, the last time I went to the theater, it's going to sound stupid literature bullshit, but I saw a documentary no, like, for the first time. I, I went to the theater for a documentary my friend put out, and it was awesome. But like walking into a theater after not going for like all of the pandemic, like smelling the popcorn and like getting that feeling, and then yeah. watching a documentary instead of seeing like a, a like a true like cinema film was like a little weird. <laughs> it's like, it like uh, there's no big noise. <laughs> there's no big bright lights. Did people clap? Yeah, I mean it was it was it was a great documentary, but it was just a different different vibe. Because I mean, I think that's the big the thing about theaters of like is like I like the audience interaction. I think is the thing that I like about it versus like just watching something at home. Totally, yeah. Definitely an atmosphere. I think mm-hmm. like that kind of relates. Like, like I like going opening weekend to stuff. I like going to shows. I like pro wrestling. I just like that vibe. Like people just like I'm here for this, and I'm going to see this and enjoy it as much as I can. And I think any musician, exactly. artist, actor can like attest to that. That like that big vibe when like everyone's there to be there to like have the most fun, not sit in the back with their arms folded or sit there and just like in, like hate being there like when everyone's there for the good time that's the vibe yeah when you're in a theater and like whether it's opening weekend or just like a new like big thing that's like good and people are having a good time like there's nothing like that there's also there's also people that overdo it for a bad movie and you're like what are you doing <laughs> <Not bad. laughs> what, are you, what are you doing this is this is this is mid at best but <laughs> I mean, like, there's that time in everyone's life where they went to the movies a lot and they just watch crap. I mean, like, there's just periods when that happens, I guess, because that's like, I mean, that's, that was like middle school to me. It's like you just go to the movies because that's what you could do at the time. Yeah. And then, like, once you become a parent, I guess you have to do that too at points. And so I feel that. Yeah. I think, I think the most, like, just with pandemic and everything, it's just like kind of like makes you appreciate that shit more because it's like oh, yeah. I think this is the clo- this is the closest I've gotten to feeling like I'm in like high school or like a teenager again when there's like jack shit to do. You're stuck at home, can't go nowhere. It's just like you and your imagination. And I think everyone in this room has utilized their time correctly on the internet, and I'm just like happy that like we're able to like just sit down shoot the shit and just talk about the most random inane stuff like i think this has been like a really good interview i mean we've had you guys for like well over an hour at this point i believe i don't want to like hold you guys up but did you guys have any more questions for the boys no i'm good uh i guess i was wondering i guess back to the comedian thing were there any other comedians that get influenced guys besides mitch hedberg and uh dan cook 
Not really. Not off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like that time. What about Pablo? What about Pablo Francisco? You guys ever watched him? I love him. Yeah. He's He's great. great. He's still around. I just found out. So. Yeah. (laughs) His movie theater guy voice and Arnold impression were like spot on. Yeah. I mean, I remember like Greg Giraldo was big for me. Oh, like, yeah. He was yeah, a fucking master class at roasting. Oh, yeah. um, and then, like, I think, I mean, he passed like a few years after Mitch did. Um, trying to think of who else in that timeline. Because, like, yeah. Comedy Central specials and roasts were so fucking big. Were, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw a lot of cool Comedy Central presents. I mean, they had like Steve Byrne. Amazing John, uh, Jim Gaffigan used to be on those. Like, yeah, great. I love Jim Gaffigan. That guy's awesome. Like, uh, I remember one one guy that stuck out to me a lot, and I I still follow him. Uh, Stephen Lynch. I don't know if you guys ever heard of him. Yeah, hell yeah. Stephen uh, Lynch is the shit, dude. Like that guy. It's like he's doing goofy, very dark, demented humor, very Dr. Acula-esque, but, like, his songs always sound bright, uplifting, and then it just gets dark and demented. I always like that. I mean, speaking of comedy musicians, like, Bo Burnham just put out the fucking darkest thing last year. Fire, dude. Just statement of the pandemic right there. Yeah, that that dude had a a moment. And I am unashamed that I am in love with that special. It is so good. Solid soundtrack, too. Very yeah. good stuff. Like, I'll race y'all to cover uh, Get Your Hands Up. Oh. <laughs> 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 like, that song with a breakdown at the end, I think, would be the coolest shit. Like, it just, it to me, it just seems like the perfect thing for some party grind core, deathcore band to cover. I don't know. It's got piano. Just putting ideas work. up. I'm just putting ideas up. I mean, you're a fan. I mean, it, it's obviously popular. I could break that algorithm again. <laughs> <laughs> but, will, but, but will Netflix DMCA us? That's the question. Um, uh, I, I, Netflix I mean, didn't do. Sh- Netflix it, didn't do shit about Dave Chappelle. What are they going to do about you? True. True. <laughs> Fair point. Just saying, like, not to not to make the subject matter dark. I'm just saying, like, maybe if you guys like, you know, just like ripped a YouTube clip off of fucking like YouTube of somebody that's already like put it out there, and you just did it funsies. I don't know. I'm just speaking into the ether, you know. Have a Netflix special. I think is what he's trying to say. Get a Netflix special. I think we could we could achieve that. They give a they give a special to anyone. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I mean, Tiger King, dude. You guys could be the new Tiger King. <laughs> Dr. King. <laughs> Dr. Tiger. All right. So I guess we've pretty much covered every subject matter. Do um, we have uh, listener questions? We have listener questions and we have uh, recent listens. Do you guys have time for that? I don't want to hold you guys longer than you're available. Yeah, I got yeah awesome so we asked earlier today you guys even shared it so awesome like uh we got listener questions and everyone's 
showing out the love. Let me just, I'm buying time, scrolling, scrolling. Okay. <clears throat> Modern Day Escape asks, pink or purple redacted and why? I don't want to, I, I mean, do I want to <laughs> say, dil- do I want to say dildos on this show? Pink I or purple think- dildos? <laughs> we can censor it in post, right? I mean, I we can, but I mean, I don't know. If we say fuck. We say fuck a lot. So I mean, yeah, we're, I, big, I we're big fans of fake leather in post. So by all means, fix pretty sure I said vibrator on here before. <laughs> if you did it before, you have now. Yeah. <laughs> I guess work. we're we're dancing around the question. I guess modern day escape really wants an answer. Pink or the purple dildos? Yeah. That's tough. That goes. <laughs> yeah, it's. it's are are we going like bright pink, bright purple, or like deep pink, deep purple? Let's let's okay. go with uh, what your mind's eye envisions. That's the aesthetic. Let's go with that. I'm trying to remember what their stage setup was. <laughs> <laughs> the, big dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go pink. Pink? That's that's brave, you know? It's controversial, yeah, brave. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that. I mean I someone had to say it. Yeah. Thank you, yeah, modern day escape. Cool, but purple's purple's <laughs> probably the only color I like more than pink, so I gotta go purple on that. Wait, one. what? <laughs> I thought you and I agreed that pink is the best color. No, purple's the best color, but For pink is things. like All right, this, pink's like right there. We gotta re- reevaluate our friendship. I mean pink has pink. Purple has prints. So, I mean, it's a toss-up. Pink? You know, it's hard. Pink's Prince. a better color to wear. But Prince purple is, and yeah. is just a Yeah, it's color. a better co- color to wear, so it's a better color to insert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've reached the great pink-purple divide. <laughs> you see part of it. It's not all inside. <laughs> That's true. What if it's what if it's, it's kind of like pink, an earring? Or what guess. if it's purple with a pink base? <laughs> All right. What if, it has, Not, what if it has stripes? What if it's like a candy cane? Right? Is this a Neapolitan cock? What's going on? Here? <laughs> oh man, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the third color of that cock? I mean, it's Neapolitan. It'd have to be like a nice, like vanilla beige, you know, something like a calming, like beets. Only yeah. Neapolitan if it's from Naples. <laughs> Tell me, there's a dildo factory in Naples doing this now? It better be. <laughs> well, let's right. see those Italian dildos. Those are those are high end. Hey man, Tifa likes them. So, um, <laughs> uh, top fan Mike Engler asks uh did you have any any bad experiences with victory records no no not really (laughs) honestly it was more or less like you know they're just a business they run like any other business and you know they did as well they helped us as much as they could you know but they're like any other business they're just gonna gonna yeah they're gonna go what's cool you know like yeah and obviously, they didn't know how cool you were. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. They didn't realize what they had on their hands. So, I mean, that's their loss. They've had, they have many of those stories. You know, oh, yeah. they had great art on their, like, you know, their record label. And they just kind of, like, didn't know what the fuck they were doing sometimes. So, 
Oh well, yeah. thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike, for asking that. Let's see, Kat, Caitlin Dillinger asks, "Do you know how wonderful that you are for introducing doing fourteen-year-old me to the best music created?" Wait, somebody from Dillinger Escape Plan said that. No, uh, Caitlin uh. Dillinger. <laughs> Dillinger, D E L L I N G E R. Do you do they know how wonderful that that are? God, this is like having a brain surgery. Like, I'm like, do you know how yeah, wonderful you are for intro- introducing fourteen year old me to the best music created? I don't think they know. I don't know, but I mean, I'm sure you guys hear people say like you introduced teenage me to the best music, right? It's quite the compliment. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a yeah that's a huge compliment. As what was her name? Kate. Kate. Caitlin. Yeah. Or thank Kate, you. Kate. Yeah. Yeah. Thank. Thank you, Caitlin. That's. That's huge. Yeah, genuine. Why do I spell Caitlin? Shout out to Caitlin. All right. Like Will Russell. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say 2005 Us did not set out to do that. (laughs) (laughs) They're just having fun. Yeah. Will Russell asked, who was the vocalist on Below Me? John Stamos. John Stamos, Jesse and the Rippers. <laughs> you heard it here. John Stamos. Honestly, we were never supposed to say anything but Chris Jericho. Yeah. Fozzie's in the house. He did he did vocals on Human Abstract, the first album, and he did vocals on Below Me. You got the answer. I'm just excited that we can put this on the wiki now because this is a publication that we can reference. Yeah, well, Chris Jericho and John Stamos were in Dr. Acula as it's the fact, it's fact, it's fact check it's fact, right here. Yeah, it's, com- it's, fact check. it's coming from the band. It's Can't deny it. real. So Kyle Eck, is that Ecker? No, Eckman. Uh, favorite type of venue to play, smaller or more personal or big as fuck? Well, we don't really have a very big sample size of the biggest fuck venues, so but I, I do generally <laughs> like really like I, I like the small show a lot. Like we played some bigger shows and while it's cool, you definitely feel like you're more on display, I guess mm. is the way to put it. And I don't know. I mean it's just like not intimate. Like, you know, the barricade kind of feels like there's a big distance between you and the crowd and it's it's definitely kind of weird it's a, it made me feel out of my element but uh yeah i definitely like the small show yeah i think it not to keep beating a, a horse but like tying back to comedy like a small space is always better as a comedian like you want to feel the crowd like you want to be part of them so yeah, like to lose point any barrier yeah. between the right. two like that's weird yeah, you want I mean, to heckle? I don't even heckle. I, yeah, heckle is mm-hmm. fun, but it's, like, <laughs> it's it's cool. Like you can like look in someone's eyes and yeah. genuinely see if they're having a good time. Whereas like when you're thirty feet away and there's security in between you and them, it's like, are you having a fun time? Is this cool? Like, are we all we're good? We we vibing? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Kyle, for that question. Uh, ben asked, whose house or where was the Who You Gonna Call music video filmed at? That shit was God tier. L-O-L. What was the Bill. question again? I'm sorry. Bill? 
That would be a yeah. I think that would be a Bill question. Um, the question was, where was the um, who are you gonna call video uh, filmed at? Oh God, um, let me think. Hold on, that was um, it was somewhere in Chicago because that's where Victory was based, and everyone was hired. <laughs> they were all actors, paid actors. You know, we're not really like you know, we don't we're not that we weren't those cool guys that have all those girls around. Yeah, they were all paid actors to come hang out with us for. <laughs> day and a, like a uh, half a day pretty much so yeah so it was definitely somewhere in chicago did, did you did you have fun oh it was it was a lot of fun like i had to pretend i was peeing in a cup that was cool you know <laughs> we did it Pret- some of pretends. it some of, some of it was done in like their their like uh victories like was in like uh they were in like a warehouse basically. So like part of it was done in their warehouse. And then like the acting scenes of it were done in, um, I guess somebody who worked through like PR, like one of their friend's houses or something like that. Like that's where most of the acting parts of it were done. Super sick, dude. Appreciate it. It was a fun video. Definitely. 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 Um, Let's see. I think that's the last user question. Um, so usually when we wrap up, we like to ask you guys, uh, what have you been listening to recently? If you got to pull out your phone, check your Spotify, whatever. If you just want to reference bands that you fuck with or bands that you want to shout out, like homies, like go for it. Like you guys have the floor. The floor is yours. This is your platform. You can speak as much as you like. R.I.P. Every time I die. Oh, <laughs> you had to fucking say yeah. it, didn't you, Bill? I did. I did. I had to. Yeah, I've been listening to Radical basically since it came out. So, I mean, they're always in the rotation, but Radical is really like something else. So, but uh, did you guys ever constantly. get to? Did you guys ever get to tour or play shows with them? I wish. Um. Shit. Hopefully they but, sort that shit out. <laughs> I say it's a bucket list item that probably won't be checked off. When um I toured with Aiden for a little while, and when uh they had like a fill-in drummer for a while, that was uh Rat Boy. That was cool. He was a fun guy to be around. Like the original Every Time I Die drummer, he was a cool nice. guy to be around. Very He's nice. exactly who you think he would be. Like you know. <laughs> Checking out that new uh, new Body Snatcher came out today. That was pretty sick. I've been listening to that today. You know, they're always consistent, so they're, they're in my rotation on and off. Uh, nice. We found the sick band last night, the Holy Ghost Tabernacle Choir. We found them on Twitter, and they fucking rule. They're like a noise band. They're so fucking really, really good. Today. Yeah, they're really good. Super sick. They're really enjoying that today. <laughs> and what else? I'm just flipping through my Spotify right now. Yeah. I mean, Boar has been heavily in my rotation. There are boys from New York. Nice. Um, they're fucking really, really good. Cool. Yeah, Boar is sick. Not heavy stuff. I mean, I'm always listening. It was funny you said Wolfpack before because they're always in my rotation. I fucking love that band. I'm like all the other iterations that they have, like Fearless Flyers and shit. I listen to that oh, yeah. pretty much constantly when I'm not listening to... Uh, 
when I'm not listening to heavy shit like Corey Wong, all, all there, like offshoots. It's just they're just so unbelievably talented. They have such a good sound. So really love those guys, and I love yeah. their like independence and their whole DIY spirit. Like they're really an inspiration for me. So I love that shit. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. Well, me anyway. I mean, I want I, I I had a quick like comment from a fan. The uh, Addison Herbert said said, "Yo, I saw Dr. Akula and Attila in two thousand nine. Two of the most wild sets I've ever seen." Yeah, that was a pretty crazy tour. That was what, <laughs> Atilla, Atilla, Chelsea Grin, American Me, right? Yeah, was that tour. was a fucking was, wild tour. Yeah, nice. that was a wild tour. Yeah, and we uh, we blew up like halfway through that tour, and that was like the end of it for me and Rob. Like our van yeah. just pretty much had it, and we couldn't stay with the tour, so that was that was the end of us basically. <laughs> that but, was also uh, the great because that was a crazy tour. Yeah, I mean the lineup was insane, but also to just shout out what may happen in the future, it was called the Grand Slam All You Can Beat Tour, which was a Denny's reference. So <laughs> we've been doing the Denny's references, just saying. You've been 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 doing them. Nobody been really has has like a fucking stake to it, you know. Like, I don't know, man. Like, maybe y'all and Attila could do another one again, you know? Because like that was early on in both of y'all's career. And I mean, they're yeah, still like a, I think I they're mean, going Kelsey on tour. Grin. Kelsey Grin, even more so. Like they were they were fucking babies back then. They were like what seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, years old. they were. Like, was, they were that was kids. There. And they were sick. So yeah, that was uh, definitely a great group. And American Me just didn't they just put something out last year? They got back together last year. I think so. I think that was a couple of years ago. At this point, I don't know. Times times. I saw up. I saw Tony talking about it. Maybe they were trying to get back together. Fucking missed that band. Sorry about that. But I mean, oh, yeah. shit, dude, like a future tour, like I mean, I think Attila's going on tour with He Is Legend right now. But like, if y'all went on tour with like Attila and He Is Legend, like that would be my dream because I love y'all and He Is Legend so much. Yeah, we're all very big He Is Legend fans, so we we would be pumped on that. Shit, I'm gonna start bugging He Is Legend because I've never gotten He Is Legend on here. If I if I have to bug them, maybe you back me up a little bit. Maybe we could make some. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I mean, shit, dude. It's like, I appreciate, I think Cash and Ed here also appreciate you guys giving us like an hour and a half of your time. Like, this is awesome. This has been great. Like, if you guys want to shout out your social medias or do anything you forgot to say or just shout out anything else, like, you guys. Just uh, be excited for something cool to happen. We got some shit in the works, so stuff they can't yeah. announce. Yeah, but they will. They will. <laughs> can we get like a timeline? Yeah, we're not. Uh, we're not at the announcement point yet. We don't even really have a timeline. We're kind of working on that now, but it is okay. close, and it'll be sooner than you think, probably. We hope. Awesome. So yeah, we're 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 actively getting close to it. So new album, new shows, new Dr. Acula, but the same old blood. So that's awesome, man. I appreciate all y'all. Like, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. 
yeah, this was fun. Y'all, y'all great. Appreciate you being around. We'll keep. I'm gonna like. I got some video shit I gotta do. I'm gonna do something with Egg Monsters from Mars just to try to like hype this episode. So anyone listening, go on YouTube, support Doctor Acula, go stream their shit, sleep to it, please. And as always, man, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Talk to you online. Yeah, we'll fuck around, man. We got more memes to make. Oh, for sure. Dude, All right, man, the world's <laughs> the world's um, ours. <coughs> Go ahead, Cash. Sorry, I said y'all have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> um, Later, fellas. Ryan, Edward, do y'all want to do rec- our recent listens real quick? I've been or- listening to Color Violins. I I've been mixing old Sunny Moore with Aaron Rothy pianos. Uh, I've been listening to freaking. Uh, Dr. Acula, of course. I've been uh, just. By the way, Dr. Acula, guys, y'all can leave. We're just. Uh, <laughs> right. no, 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 no. You can stay. We're staying. We're staying. We're staying. All right. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> they want a copy of They want a copy of this. <laughs> we'll distribute it via oh, Goosebump Book. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> The first podcast book. I think that's just called a book. <laughs> An audio book. Hey, I wouldn't know. <laughs> Have you guys been listening to anything? Uh, not that much, I guess. Let me see. Lauren Babbick and Bill Murray put out a cover of Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. It was all right. Um, cool. Listening to It's Blitz by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs a lot. Nice. They're one of my favorites, Locarno, and a lot of under oath because I'm potentially seeing them tomorrow. We'll see, but yeah. I never buy tickets in advance anymore. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Anything uh, else? No, nah, I've really not been listening to too much music lately. I mean, I haven't just yeah. not like on topic. You know, yeah, I've been on topic what we've been covering and just trying to like get stuff out. I haven't really had a chance to listen to shit either. What about you, Ed? Oh, I listen to a whole bunch of shit. Um <laughs> just, just shit like fecal of... matter? Yeah, yeah, you know, just literal shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um uh, I've been listening to uh I, I subscribe to Evan Weiss over on Patreon and his band Pet Symmetry came out with a new album last year called Future Suits. And that's been on heavy rotation ever since it came out. Um, I went back and I was listening to some older albums from Dinosaur Pileup, UK grungish band. Uh, They came out with Celebrity Mansions, I think, like two years ago. Um, I've been listening to this band called Within Destruction. They kind of mix up deathcore, heavy metal, synth, and... It's all over the place. Their most recent album is uh, Yokai. Real good shit. I think you all should just check them out. And Danny Brown's Atrocity Exhibition has been on repeat for like the last two weeks. I can't get shit out of my head. That, that right. dude has a voice. He has a great sense of humor. And that album's just front to back amazing. All right. Nice, dude. I appreciate that. 
So and I think that pretty much wraps it up here for us on the demo team. Cash, you want to take yeah. us out? Um, thanks for listening. Awesome. Bye. <laughs> 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 like, when have we ever done that? We're like, Cash, we'll take us out. <laughs> you, you take us in. I, I mean, you, I say that before we start. So I just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to come up with new slogans, man. I don't know. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, cash us I'm, out. Yeah, cash, cash us, us out. out, cash. Do it. <laughs> You've been cashed out. <laughs> All right. This is getting too silly. Let's let's, let's uh, end it before. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right. Good night. Right. Who leaves first? Doesn't matter.